Hey, what's up, everybody? Pathlin here, and welcome to episode 979 of Ask Pat. Thank you so much for joining me today. As always, I'm here to help you by answering your online business questions five days a week. We have a great question coming in today from Tish, but before we get to that, I want to thank today's sponsor, which is Design Crowd. So, hey, check this out. If you're stuck on ideas on how to develop your logo, website, or business cards, whatever you need designed, you can connect with the people over at Design Crowd because there's literally over a half million of them, designers, that will help you crowdsource custom graphics. And so whether you're a dentist, accountant, DJ, it doesn't matter what kind of business you have. You can get a perfect custom design every time or you get your money back. So check out designcrowd.com forward slash askpat to learn more and download your free guide to crowdsourcing great logos, graphics, and websites for your business and get $100 off your next design when you enter the promo code askpat. All right, now here's today's question from Tish. Hey, Pat, this is Tish Oxenreiter from The Simple Show Podcast. And as I plan out my content and marketing calendar over the next few months, I'm curious what ideas you may have for marketing things like courses and member sites, especially when they have short open enrollment windows, like two to three enrollment seasons a year that are about a week in length. The go-to defaults I know are getting people to sign up for a free video series or a free webinar and then lead into the marketing of a paid course or member site. But that feels overly done. They're everywhere now, and I know from experience that the conversions on those aren't as strong as they used to be. So I'm curious if you can think of any creative outside-the-box ideas on how to market an enrollment window for a course or member site. Thanks so much. Hey, Tish. Thank you so much for the question, and I kind of agree with you. I have seen and have seen this for years, this sort of project launch formula, PLF formula uh, launch sequence with, with a bunch of videos that then lead into a webinar and in many industries, that still does work. But depending on what industry you're in, that may be oversaturated. So first of all, I just want to say, Tish, like, don't knock it till you try it because that can still work for your industry. Just because you are familiar with it yourself doesn't mean that your audience is too. So it might be something worth giving a shot. But it is a lot of work. There's, there's a lot of things involved, but that's been the proven method since Jeff Walker released the PLF formula way back in the day because it does work. I mean, there's a lot of psychological things that go with these really high-value videos in video one, video two, then a video three that goes into more of a sales page launch sequence, and then there's a webinar on top of that too. I've never done that because the people I'm serving are very familiar with that, and I like to take a different, lighter, more Pat Flynn approach to things, which is just more authentic, honest, and a few creative ideas to help with that launch, which I'm gonna share with you right now. So my recent course launches have been just that, open and close. And that is interesting when it comes to content that you're creating that could be evergreen. Now, what I like to do is drive people into a wait list. That is great because psychologically, it's like, oh, I'm on a wait list. Like I'm waiting for this thing to open up. And as soon as it opens up, like I want to get in. Now, not everybody's going to get in. And this is something I know for sure. But it does have psychologically, it's like when you're going uh, to a club and you're on a wait list. And when you're finally able to get in, you're like, okay, sweet, let's go and let's bring my friends with me. So that's the kind of like psychological thing that comes with building a wait list. But after the launch is closed, you can still have that thing working for you. So when people listen to that podcast episode or read that blog post or see that video, after it's closed, before you open it again, they're still gonna be driven to potentially sign up and be on the wait list so that when that course does open again, you send them emails uh, until the close. And so that's something I would recommend doing for sure, and I know a number of other people who treat it that way too. When the open enrollment period comes up, of course, I'm planning ahead of time, so I have content that leads into this. So for example, with my podcasting course, Power Up Podcasting, 
I started the month of, uh, I think it was June 2017, uh, this year, talking about podcasting. So I had some podcast, uh, I had some podcast-related blog posts and podcast-related podcasts that were things like why podcasting is the number one content platform or top 10 tips for newbie podcasters or seven amazing things that happen as a result of starting my podcast. Those kinds of things introduce this concept of podcasting, but also plant the seed that, hey, maybe you should do a podcast too. So what what happens from there? Well, they either join the wait list or they download something like a cheat sheet. So I have a cheat sheet available for podcasting as well, and that is often offered on those pages too, or if you if you hear those podcast episodes. And that, again, allows me to understand in my email list who like who, who's prime for this who's 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 hot on that wait list and then i can follow up with them in a different way hey so you've downloaded that cheat sheet awesome make sure you do this this and this and this for it and then when the launch opens by the way if you're still struggling a little bit here at the beginning as you're planning out your podcast why don't you get involved with power up podcasting join a community get access to office hours get the step-by-step videos that are going to walk you through not just how to set this up but also how to market it too so those are some things you can do one particular podcast episode i'll share with you uh, that worked really, really well was one that I had planned to come out midweek during the launch. And this was an episode where I featured three of my previous students, and it was me interviewing them about their journey with podcasting. And of course, through that conversation, naturally, my course, Power Up Podcasting, gets discussed. And they talk about, because they're successful students, what it did for them and why they recommend it. Even without me really having to push them to do that, they're going to do that on their own. And so I featured three success stories. So these are people who are now helping just through their own story market the show to help build trust with that audience because it's not me pitching it, it's them, previous students, and people who are on the other end who may be on the fence or who maybe even never heard of this before. They're gonna be interested because they see themselves in those people. And I specifically chose different kinds of people and different uh, different genders, different age ranges uh, to kind of hit somebody, at, like to, for the listeners to really resonate with one perhaps more than some of the others. So um, that's, that's something I, I would do. And then the last thing, adding some scarcity. So having a close period uh, makes a lot of sense in terms of just that alone, providing that incentive for, hey, I wanna get in before it closes, but offering other bonuses or other things on top of that can really drive it home and then really just make sure you you utilize your email addresses uh, that you've collected. So send emails out on the last day. One thing I do is I send three emails on the last day to the people who are on my like really, really, really hot list. Hot list. One in the morning, just to kind of let them know it's the last day, and sometimes they see that when they wake up, and they're like, oh man, I hadn't acted on that yet, I'm gonna get it. The second one I do maybe six to eight hours before, in this email I include a video. The subject line is, I'm kind of just giving you all my secrets right now, but this is what I do um, when you got me rolling, but um, I send an email out, the subject line is something like, hey, I, cr- I shot this video for you, and it's not a personal video to everyone, but it's, it is a personal video for me, shot very raw on my iPhone at that kind of the day before, and I, I just implant it in there. It's just a U- unlisted YouTube video, um, and it's just me speaking to somebody who's on the fence and talking about some of the objections that they might be having or the fears that they might have that might be holding them back from taking action. And so that's uh, the second to last email. And then the final email that everybody gets is like two or three hours before that just says, hey, this is the final call. This is the last email you're gonna get. And that tends to work pretty well. That um, I typically see 65 to 70% of my sales just on the last day alone. So hopefully this helps you, Tish. Thank you so much for the question. I appreciate it. 
and best of luck to you. I want to send you an Ask Pat t-shirt for having your question featured here on the show. And for those of you listening, if you have a question that you'd like potentially featured here on the show, just head on over to askpat.com and you can ask right there on that page. Thanks so much. I appreciate you. And here's a quote from Tony Robbins. If you can't, you must. And if you must, you can. All right, guys, take care. Thanks so much. And I'll see you in the next episode of Ask Pat. Man, we are closing in on episode 1000. Who would have thought back in 2014 when I started this that we would get to episode 1000? We are almost there. And I'm just so glad I wasn't a slacker. <laughs>